You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From a video perspective, there's a saying where it goes on the cutting room floor. We have all these great moments, and unfortunately, it doesn't make it. And when our cameras were rolling on Furcon Korkmaz for a recent video feature, there was a lot of stuff we captured that didn't make the final edit. I feel like I got some swag, but not every day. You know, uh, just to be honest, my Cynicers game, I think it's on a good level. Uh, but I need to work on my, I think, jeans more. From fashion and drip to favorite floor spots, the Furcon Korkmaz outtakes on this episode of the broadcast. How you doing out there, 76ers pod people? It's Brian Seltzer. Hope you're hanging in there as well as you and yours possibly can during these ongoing trying times. Not easy. Appreciate that you've come to the pod for a few minutes of what is hopefully a change of pace. Last time we spoke, we did a deep dive on Furkan Korkmaz and the journey that's led him to this promising stage of his NBA career as part of the latest installment of our Here They Come content series. We had a handful of material left over, so for this episode of the pod, I wanted to play back some outtakes from our video shoot with Furk and get a little help from two of Studio 76's terrific content creators, and I will let them now introduce themselves to you. What's up, squad? Hey, what's up, Stelz? What's going on? So my name's Alex Nolan, but a lot of people know me as Snacks. That's my nickname around the uh, the walls of the studio. Um, so I'm a producer editor with the studio team. Uh, it's kind of like you wear a lot of different hats with the company. So that can range from editing features, um, short social clips, and also film a lot of the content so sometimes be on the baseline or roam around the arena and then uh, travel with the team too and focus on getting some content on the road and also just overall producing some good stuff for the fans to like all right uh my name is alex supers i am the manager of photography and digital assets um for the sixers Man, I shoot everything from the games to the events to the campaigns for our City Edition releases to 
odds and ends around the office, whatever it is. So it's uh, it's a little bit of everything. It always keeps me on my toes, and it's fun. Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you, Alex and Alex, Nolan and Subers, for those intros. Why don't you tell the people now about your roles on this specific project with FERC? So as a group, we pitched the idea to our boss. We felt like FERCON, um, this was the right time to tell his story and kind of take us through from where he started and where he is now. Um, so we put together kind of like a storyboard of how we thought um, the piece should be laid out. And we filmed Furcon's interview um, and also some of the other behind the scene moments that you saw. And then it was a lot of just digging back to the archives, right? Finding old footage and highlights from when he came over to now and then piecing all of that together in Adobe Premiere and adding some music and effects and uh, bringing it all to life. Just as easy as that, right? Five minutes, 37 seconds, that simple. Yeah, you know, I guess it could be it's a little simple, but it definitely takes some time, some finesse. you got to craft it, give it some love, you know, shape it into a, a good story. And Subes, what about you? What did you do? Uh, for this one, I kind of I kind of just tagged along. Alex was uh, Alex was talking about it at the office one day, and I kind of just said, like, you know, let me let me make sure I tag along on this, get some photos. I know we'll probably need them in the you know in the future, whether it's for just some behind the scenes content or for some content for this piece when we're posting about it. So honestly, I just I just tagged along. I took pictures while uh, while Alex was shooting, and uh, yeah, it worked out well. The whole point of, I guess, what it is we did for this project and what it, we all are trying to do within Studio 76 marketing, really anyone kind of on the, the brand and marketing side of the team is to tell the story of the team and the players, whether it's through photos, video, writing, a podcast, whatever it is, we're just here to try and tell stories. And there was no doubt right through the first half of this season that Furcon Korkmaz was one of the biggest stories of the 76ers, right? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely clear in my mind and I think all the other producers' minds that there was something brewing, per se, that something was starting to happen. And I think you could see the fans starting to notice a change, too. And I think it was kind of like that right moment where um, now is the time to look back as to when Furcon started and just how much he's grown and how much has changed. Um, and I'll elaborate, I'm sure, later on, you know, what kind of stuck out to me, um, my favorite part, and I think telling a story, but I know that'll be later. Yeah, it was always, it was interesting from the start of the season because we kind of, you know, we had that that Coach Brown quote about growing a bomber, and, you know, you can kind of, you always could see it, you could see it starting from the beginning of the season, every game, it was a little bit more and more Furcon, you know, hitting threes and kind of getting his rhythm and getting more confidence, and, you know, it happens with the Portland game when he hits kind of that buzzer beater at the end, and, um, it was kind of, yeah, you kind of see like a natural story kind of coming along there. For those of you out there who still haven't seen the latest episode of Here They Come uh, about Furcon, let's give you some context. Snacks, why don't we begin with where the feature begins, the opening sequence. I think it grabs you right off the bat. You've got scenes of a vacant gym, um, a ticking clock on the wall, dripping water from a faucet. Then there's the shot of the court at the 76er training complex, and bam, lights on, action. Break down what you were envisioning with that opening sequence. 
Yeah. Um, I think knowing that we had footage of Furcon um, putting up some shots, you know, alone in the gym, um, I wanted the audience to kind of understand the sense of juxtaposing um, shots where there was a sense of stillness, um, a sense of like maybe a person kind of being alone in their own mind, um, a lot of concentration, if you will. Um, so I felt like kind of hooking the audience right away with those first couple shots of the empty gym, um, the empty weight room, things like that. And I just thought it was a nice way to kind of progress in the Furcon story. So let's go back to the beginning. I met with the coach Brett Brown and then we had a like a long meeting. He took us through when coach Brown sat him down at the beginning of the season and said, look, you will get minutes if you start knocking down the threes. He just said, I need to grow a bomber. Like somebody's going to emerge where they're like lightning in a bottle. They can come in and go bam, bam, bam and make a three. And then I said, why not, not to be me, you know? Korkmaz has it, shoots it, three ball, it's good! Korkmaz again, feeling it, counted and one! And I felt like I didn't know that. I mean, how are we supposed to know that he had a meeting? Um, so I thought that was a really neat insight into that, and it really tied in nicely with, uh, you know, the bomber quote um, about how Brett Brown was trying to grow a bomber. Um, so I think that was the way I wanted to start it, trying to tee it off that, um, you know, that was kind of the crux of the story, which was growing a bomber um, and then just kind of went through the the beginning of, you know, how he came to be, how he joined the Sixers, and then it just kind of took off from there. Maz, an out-of-this-world performance. Let it go, Corky. One of the really fun parts about putting together a feature like this is that there takes, obviously, a ton of work on the back end to produce the video, but there's also so much advanced thought and forethought that goes into it, mapping out different sequences, potential scenes, what you might want to stage or capture. And one thing we did, well, I can't remember, you guys uh, tell me, I can't remember if it was the first thing we did with the shoot or uh, where it fell in the order of things, but we actually filmed Furcon preparing to get ready for a road trip. Was that the first thing we did, Subers? I can't remember. Yeah, that was the first shot uh, from that day. So I want to get into that outtake from the video shoot um, where we hear Furkan talking about life on the road and getting ready for a road trip. Usually uh, I put on my Duffy bag, a uh, couple t-shirts, you know, a couple sweatshirts, a couple jeans, and a couple shoes. Uh, there's no yellow shoes, I know. Uh, there is a couple jeans, some sweatshirts. I think uh, I should get ready. How would you describe Furkan Korkmaz's fashion sense? What's your style? Uh, I will say depends of the day, depends of the game day, depends of the opponent. I feel like I got some swag, but not every day. You know, uh, just to be honest, my sneakers game, I think it's on a good level. Uh, but I need to work on my, I think, jeans more. Uh, but like I said, this is, depends on the city where we go, you know, who we play against. Uh, that's basically it. So the first thing you think of is like, what am I going to wear on the day of the game? Those are the things you think of, like what am I, you know, the drip photo is going to look like on uh, social media. So usually I'm trying to have some swag every day. 
but you know sometimes you play a lot of games you don't want to be like fresh every day you know you are just getting bored or you just want to be like relaxed I just put sweatpants uh, or some jogger pants or like like you see cargo pants and then put the hoodie on and then go to the game uh, that's basically it you know just to make sure I'm not looking bad um, you know, I know that everyone's like talking about uh, the team's got to find wins on the road. I know everyone talks about that. But like, what goes on on the road um, amongst the players? Like, you prove that that's a great opportunity for you guys to bond? Like, how do you guys hang out on the road? Uh, usually, we are having team dinners uh, on the road. Uh, sometimes it's really hard because we have like two, three hours flights. You know, you are getting tired, your knees are getting sore, and then you need to play the game next day. But I will say, uh, when you are uh, all together as a team, on a team dinner especially, uh, KO, he's like a uh, stand-up, he's doing like a stand-up shows, you know, when we go to team dinners. And also, uh, depends on the city where we go, you know, sometimes we have some friends, families, uh, which we need to hang out, which we need to go to dinner together. But like this is all about like the city where it goes, and then depends on the schedule. If you play back to back, or if you, we have like uh, really tough tough games coming up. It's kind of pretty cool too, though, especially like you know you didn't grow up in the United States, and this this job lets you see the whole country, right? Like that's got to be pretty neat. Yeah, usually uh, my first year when we traveled to the LA, I was like uh, I was feeling super good because you know uh, when you talk about America. Uh, there's like a couple cities comes to your mind the first one is like Miami New York and then uh, LA I mean there's a lot of cities you know there's a lot of like good cities but at the end of the day when you go to LA Miami uh, it's like really fun uh, especially in my third year I know where to go now where to eat so it's even more fun so okay let's go I can definitely see Furkan as a guy with, you know, he's very mellow and humble and modest, but he spoke a lot about his first season really being so pumped to go to L.A., Miami, cities with those type of vibes. I feel like Furkan does have that type of vibe to him, and we kind of saw that with what, you know, his fashion sense and some of the clothes he, he brought with him when he was getting ready for the road trip. Yeah, it's funny. Furkan, he's a... He, he's quiet at first, but he's definitely a loose. He's a loose kind of guy. Like when you when he starts to feel comfortable and and kind of find his rhythm, like he's just he's funny, man. Like he, I, I always tell this story. Like recently, he's he's just become more relaxed. And like he'll when when we're doing those walk-in photos at, uh, for games, uh, you know the the pre-game after the photos, like he'll walk in he'll uh, you know walk by and he'll, he'll he'll be serious he'll make sure we get the photo that we need you know the walking but then every time he'll come back out he'll literally turn around once we get the shot and he'll start kicking it with us for like five minutes just talking like hanging out and it happens at home games it happens on the road you know whether it's miami or, or la and he's walking to the bus to go to the game he'll come back and, and turn around and we'll just talk you guys have gotten close with a lot of the players and i really do think we brought this up in the piece like if you polled every guy on the roster who the funniest member of the team is, I think Furkan would finish, if not at the top, pretty close, right? I would, I would agree with that. You can see it in a lot of the videos. Like if you, if you look at some like the bell ringing videos when, when he has a good game and he's ringing the bell in the locker room, everyone loves him. It's just he's kind of this like 
he just has this like contagious personality and it's 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 kind of awesome yeah i would say too a lot of times with video there's a thing called the cutting room floor so there's a lot of times where we have all these great moments and unfortunately it doesn't make it but going back to his humor um i did have a montage you know a couple clips um from the season showcasing that and and one of them that stands out to me is um furcon was we were on the road in indiana and furcon was getting ready to uh go out on the court and it was the huddle time and he's in the tunnel and all of a sudden he starts doing the michael jackson dance from billy jean um <laughs> And I was, you know, I was like, okay. And I was the one that shot it. Nick McKean actually was the one. But when I found the, the shot, um, you know, that just really speaks to his his type of sense of humor. He he always says he always says, if you think I'm funny now, imagine how funny I am in Turkey. <laughs> yeah, and that's right. You know why? When he says that, it's the funniest thing. Like I, it cracks me up every time he says it. See, it's even something like that because he said that a few times during the interview because we brought up his sense of humor with him where he says it in a way where it's kind of deadpan and you're not totally sure if he's trying to be funny, but he's 100% being funny where it's like that maybe sly, subtle side to him where very low-key, he knows he's being humorous and funny. 100%. Um, Yeah, I mean, mean, it's it's like this... um, I can't really... Like think of the right words of how to describe it, but it's definitely endearing. Whatever the sense of humor is, it's like you know, kind of um, from this international endearing sense of humor, where it's like you kind of have it figured out. But like he said, if you once he fully gets the the, the nuances and the mastery of the language, it's like it'll be Furcon uh, unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. The other thing he talked about um, while we were filming him packing for the road trip was just getting into some of the stuff that guys do together on the road. And like you both said, you travel with the team a lot. Um, what are some of the things that you have noticed about the way Furcon gets along with players and, and how he interacts with the guys? Yeah, I mean, it's when you're on the road that's kind of the time that you see um you see that side of everyone because everyone's kind of everyone's together everyone's traveling and and um you know, you're all kind of in the same place so that's when when you when you really get to see all these guys interacting and whatnot it's it's pretty interesting it's it's fun i mean i, I always i always take it back to after portland after that that game winner when we're in the locker room and everyone was going nuts for him. And it was just like the best environment. And then that night, everyone was like, all right, like we need to do a team dinner. So like everyone did a team dinner. And it was like to almost celebrate like Furkan's, you know, moment. And it was just like really cool to see the whole team get together and have this dinner um, to to kind of celebrate that. Yeah. um, And I think going on from from Furkan's perspective, I saw a lot of times um, really close to the locker room, like Furkan was leading the high fives. Furkan was leading sometimes the tunnel. Um, and you see also a leadership side too, where Furkan is getting the group together, getting them pumped, you know, before taking the court. And I thought that was something that, you know, was really nice to see. He, uh, that, that, that reminded me as well. Like when the team does the huddle before heading out, um, you know, into the games, like Furkan's a, a very, he's a loose guy. And like he keeps that huddle very loose before going out, you know, like guys kind of trickle out of the locker room and start to gather in the hallway before heading out. And, um, you know, before everyone's out there ready for the, for the huddle to, to head out, like he's keeping it loose. He's telling jokes in that hallway. And it's, it's funny to see. 
He talked a lot about just, you know, the obvious question is what's different this year from previous seasons that's allowed you to have the type of year in terms of production you've had on the court. And he always goes back to confidence. And there's some guys who, when they talk about confidence, sometimes it sounds a little bit cliched, uh, maybe like lip service. But for him, I, I think at least that you can tell, like, he, he definitely feels um, a much stronger sense of self-belief. And I think that probably ties into his ability to be um, – loose at times and strike that balance between keeping the mood upbeat around the guys while also taking what he does in the court pretty darn seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think there's a noticeable difference between this season and, and the last couple of seasons. Like it's just how loose he is. He's, he's comfortable, you know? And I think it's like, he's found his role. He's kind of found where, you know, what he should be doing. And, and he just understands now he's, he's been playing well and, and, when you start playing well, that just helps with the confidence as well. And I think, too, um, from Vinny's perspective, like, you can even see it just even in the footage, like, a lot of times even, like, the presser. So, like, when I found that first um, press conference from 2016 when he came over and he's at the, you know, complex and he's talking about where he thinks he's going to find his role starting out and now seeing him talk to the media now, you can it's just a totally different vibe um and that he's way more comfortable and he understands like super says his role and you can see him even growing in front of the camera it's kind of uh like watching somebody grow up i mean literally even just the facial expressions and the way he does his hair and everything else like you can totally see a, a big change in a in a great way in a positive way and the craziest part about the story is that depending on how things had turned out we might have not even had the chance to see the side of him with the 76ers this year I mean, it's uh, it's all part of what's been a great story. Um, the second outtake that I want to play is the uh, towards the end of the shoot. Um, all three of us were on the court at the 76ers training complex with Furcon, and it was a great idea by you, Snacks Nolan, to just have Furk out there shooting around, which is probably an atmosphere setting that he feels really relaxed and at ease in. And then we started throwing some questions at him. And you, Subers, I thought, probably had the best question of the whole shoot. You were like, where do you feel most comfortable on the court? You remember asking him that? Yeah. Yeah, what was the – what's – yeah, it was uh... – What's your favorite spot? What's your favorite spot? What spot do you feel like when you're shooting a three, like you know it's going in? Like what is your most comfortable spot to shoot from? And that's where we pick up this portion of our outtakes with Farcon. I will say the left corner is my like favorite spot, but don't tell anybody. Most of the time, I'm saying like, I made this one. I made this one, but when I miss, I'm so upset. I'm so upset about it. And then we asked Ferk what he thinks specific to this season has made him such a good fit with the Sixers. There is a lot of plays which we run for Ben, Joe, Sometimes for me, you know, those plays get me to the spots. But mostly, uh, when my teammates create for me, and then I know where to go, how to help them, how to create space, that's the uh, most valuable shot for me. You know, we could not let a content capture with Furkan Korkmaz pass us by without bringing up the other part of his offensive game. Dominate Korkmaz, oh, oh yeah, a right hand jam. It's Furkan Korkmaz taking over in Philly, 31 points. Sure, Furk is excellent from outside the arc, but 
If he finds that hole to the basket, he has shown that he can hit it, and then some. Furkan's got a breakout. Furkan jams it on Dwight Powell. Cork Paz pumping his hands into the air. I mean, I will say I got a sneaky bounce, which I don't show a lot. That's why everybody was so excited about me when they see me dunking the ball, but uh, I will make them get used to. <laughs> you know, we're lucky, guys, I think at least, in the position that we're in. Um, we're fortunate to get the access that we do um, to be around some pretty intriguing, compelling, interesting individuals. I think what makes any project involved with telling the story of a team or a player fun is the type of people uh, that you get to profile. And there's no question, um, Furkan is just truly a, uh, a decent dude. And he's the type of guy that, that you would root for. And I, I don't, I, hopefully, I, like, I don't think that makes me a homer. Um, you know, you root for people, and he's a really solid, grounded human being. And um, now he's, he's having a heck of a season that hopefully we get to see continue. Yeah, I mean, it's... It is. It, it's fun to watch, and you do root for him. Like there's, you know, some of those recent games, some of his career highs, and, and I think it was last month. Uh, there were a couple of games at, at home where he had, you know, a career high. And he was just, he 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 had this ridiculous dunk, and it's like, you're sitting there and you're shooting on the sideline, and and you can't help but like having this like almost like proud and just like happy. Like you're just happy for him, and it's like, it's just infectious. I don't know. It, it's fun to watch him just you know, succeed and play well. And I think too, just even looking back, um, you know, on the day of his exit interview, um, usually we do content where we ask the players a couple questions before they leave. Um, and Furkan actually hugged me and said goodbye. Um, and, you know, that for me, you know, having that type of relationship with the player, it was, it was sad because we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and then when he came back, you know, it was, I was very excited uh, personally. And, um, just knowing that he said goodbye and was prepared of, you know, free agency. And then when he came back um, and seeing him succeed, um, you know, I, I smile all the time for him. Um, I think also it's great because uh, I think we can all relate to his story in some way, kind of the underdog, kind of a little chip on his shoulder. He accepted the challenge and he proved himself out there and you're seeing him succeed. And I think that's something that, you know, like you said, Celts, everybody roots for um, and something everyone can relate to. All right, so we've had the video feature, we've had a long-form podcast, we've had a written article, we've had a behind-the-scenes photo gallery. I think after this outtakes edition of the podcast about FERC, the FERCON story, at least for the moment, we're going to put it to rest, as tough as it is to do so. Any final things that you guys would want to share that we haven't discussed yet, wasn't in the video, wasn't in the photos, one final thing to leave the people with about FERCON Korkmaz and his journey, his story? Yeah, I mean, I just don't think he's done yet. Um, I know we're waiting to see um, what's going to happen, but I just got to, I don't know, just being around Furcon um, since my time here at the Sixers, I just know that this is not the end. And I think uh, I think there's definitely more to come, more to come. Yeah, I mean, he's young, He's his confidence is growing, and I think this is just the beginning as well. So it's going to be exciting to, to keep seeing him play. We're lucky to have Furkan Korkmaz around a profile. Lucky to have two terrific storytellers, producer-editor from Studio 76, Alex Nolan, Snacks, thank you very much, and Alex Subers. He has a fancy title, but he's the man who snaps all the great photos. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks, Thank you. Any excuse I can get to bring a colleague or colleagues on the pod, 
I will absolutely do it. Excellent having Alex Nolan and Alex Subers on. Thanks to them. And uh, somewhat bittersweet having Snacks on the pod. She is currently wrapping up her tenure with Studio 76. I'm not going to spill the beans about what's next. Follow her on either Twitter or Instagram, at Snacks Nolan. I'm sure at some point she will have details about the very exciting, well-deserved next step in what's already an amazing career, but it's only going to get that much better. Uh, So it has been Real Snacks. Thanks so much for everything you have done for us the last couple seasons. A shout-out to Joel Embiid, Josh Harris, David Blitzer, and the 76ers. Everyone doing some great charitable good this past week. In particular, Joel Embiid leading with Josh Harris and David Blitzer, a $1.3 million contribution to the Penn Medicine Healthcare System to help frontline workers against COVID-19 get the testing they need to stay healthy. That came out on Friday. Um, Just awesome, awesome stuff uh, led by Joel Embiid, Josh Harris, and David Blitzer. And before we wrap this thing up, a reminder that we have a new series As part of the 76ers Podcast Network, the 76ers Gaming Club Podcast, co-hosted by head coach Jeff Terrell and one of the players for 76ers GC, Alexander Steez Bernstein. New episodes out every Tuesday. You can catch the live version of their podcast on Twitch. Search for it wherever you get your pods by typing 76ers GC. I'm Brian Seltzer. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe. Stay smart during these times. We'll have a new episode out in a couple days. Talk to you then. See you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.